Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Chesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuffin, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD. It's only been three. How you doing? <laughs> it's only been three games, but I already feel like I've been on like a roller coaster ride this this week. They're done. Season's over. <laughs> Finished. Especially, especially after listening to the fans on social media. It's My over. goodness. You think you think we were zero and three? We lost all three games, twenty to nothing. Done. My Quiet goodness. Quinn finished. <laughs> Picking up where we all left. It's amazing, you know. We've been off for so long, and you know there hasn't been a Ranger game since you know July or whatever the heck it is, and you know everybody just falls right back into place. Fire Quinn. Get rid of Strom. <laughs> Life is back to normal, my friends. It sure is, man. I I I couldn't believe all it. is good in the world. <laughs> and People you... are calling for Quinn's head again. <laughs> oh man, I I saw you, man. You were getting tacked all over the place the other day, man. God forbid you say anything, got, take, got... try and take anything positive out of uh, these first three games. Forget about it. I don't know if people like forget that they're actually fans of this team <laughs> and you know, they, they should have like a positive outlook on the team that you're rooting for. I don't know. Like everybody just seems to be want to be angry. I don't know. Hockey's back. Everyone should be happy. This team is in a, in a rebuild that we've all been wanting. It's progressing just so much better than anybody could have ever hoped for. Why is everybody angry? It's three games. Unacceptable. 25th in the league after three games. I mean, the, the Rangers. One I mean, and two. I don't mean I don't want I don't mean to get to the games right away, but the Rangers almost doubled the Devils in shots last night. It was like 50 to 28, I think. And Ranger fans are losing their minds. Like we outplayed them. Their goalie won them the game. We as Ranger fans should be used to that. Henrik Lundqvist used to do that every night for us. So, hey, we got a little taste of our own medicine one night. It doesn't mean that we didn't play well. We lost. And guess oh, they what? Were it terrible sucks last to lose night. Come on, KD. They were terrible. It sucks. <laughs> if you want to tell me you're angry because we lost to the Devils, I'm fine with that. I'm angry they lost to the Devils, too. You never like to lose to them. But you know what? They play. It's. Again, this is the rebuild. It's not always about wins and losses. It's about the process. It's about developing guys. I mean, look at this game. You saw Kako taking big steps. Hedl was playing. 
out of his mind in the game. Quinn actually gave them additional ice time in the third period. Everyone's killing Quinn. He doesn't make in-game adjustments. He made in-game adjustments. And then everybody still wants him fired. I don't He's get gotta it. Go, like everyone's go- He's got to go. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I don't mean to like just go off on a, a rant here, but it's like, my goodness, we've all been waiting for the games and everyone just gets miserable. I mean, Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's up next. What's going to happen then? Yeah, I, I, Paulie, I said it. It may, it may be a tough year. It may be. Back to Get back. Ready, folks. Against Jack Johnson's old team. Drink. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Well, this is what we're here for, buddy, to get started. (laughs) The fans are fired up. It's it's just, here we are, three games, buddy. I mean, well, let's just start with the loss to open the season against the Icelanders. And then the 24 hours that happened after game one. It was nuts. Whether it was, you know, all of us are just upset, you know, just losing to the, the, uh, the Icelanders. But... Then Quinn goes crazy, and everybody goes batshit crazy about that. And then they come back. I tell you what. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I tell you what, I I think, I know it was only one game, but I feel like the, the Ranger fan craziness after game one was more justified. And that was only after one game than it was after game three, because the Rangers actually, I thought, played well. In game three, obviously not well enough to win, and there was definitely issues. Not like I think they played a perfect game, and there should be no criticism. But game one was just like an abomination. I, I mean, on both sides, it was just like a boring. There was no life to the game. There was no atmosphere. I know there's no fans in MSG, but it is still Ranger Island. I mean, there was no hate. It's almost like before the game, like both teams went up to each other and said, "Let's take it easy on each other tonight. Let's make this more of a scrimmage." But the Islanders, or the Rangers, played it a little more like a scrimmage than the Islanders did. And they really played with with nothing, no energy. And the one guy, the one guy who could not start off poorly with Ranger fans, Mr. Jack Johnson, decided to start off poorly <laughs> with Ranger fans by taking a penalty within the first however many minutes of the game. Of course, the Islanders take advantage and score. And then later on in the period, he goes to dump the puck in, hits the lineman, Barzell back the other way, who undresses D'Angelo, goal. I mean, my goodness. I mean, I tweeted. I said, can we cut a guy in the second, in the first intermission of the first game of the season? Oh. But we were prepared for this, weren't we? I guess, but I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen that quickly and is, that badly. Is it, is it better <laughs> that it does happen now this early in the season? Well, I mean, to his credit, to Jack John, and I don't know if I should give credit to Jack Johnson or I should give it to Fox, because in Game Two, he was actually you know okay, and I I think a lot of that just shows you how what, how amazing of a player Fox is that even Jack Johnson can't be terrible <laughs> when he's lined up on a defensive pair with, with Fox. So I think maybe it says more about Fox, but I thought 
that uh, Jack Johnson drink was more than adequate in game two. And really, to be honest, that's all he needs to be. If he's going to play, he just needs to be average. Even below, I'll even take below average. And he was, I, I thought, dare I say, solid in the second game. Um, but, you know, game game three, he, he was not again. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, you know, I, I think Quinn has him penciled in for Friday, you know, against the Penguins, which to me and beyond Johnson just absolutely sucking. I thought Brendan Smith really played well these last two games. I, I He's earned himself, I thought, a spot in the top six. But from the practice lines today or practice defensive pairings today, you know, he's the odd man out again. And, and really, he after the first game, he sort of he went in there. He sort of stabilized Miller. I thought the two of them played very well together. And uh, I don't know if Miller just had a comfort level playing with, you know, a, a veteran. And, uh, you know, he had that great outlet pass to Panarin on the one goal. And I, I just thought, you know, he played the perfect sort of sixth defenseman, veteran defensive role. And, and for some reason, he's on the outside looking in today. And, uh, you know, it, it, it truly is baffling. I, as I always like to say, Love to carry Quinn's water, you know, I'm the biggest water carrier uh, for Quinn. But this one, this one's baffling to me. I, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, Jacques Martin and, and, you know, he has a relationship with, uh, with Mr. Jack Johnson and he's his boy and, and he's advocating for him. And maybe that's what it is. And, and JD also has a relationship as well. And maybe there's outside for, you know, those two are putting pressure on Quinn to play Johnson, but I just don't see it. I mean, from a pure you know, performance perspective, I, Smith was head and shoulders better than Johnson. It's just sort of baffling. Well, I, should it be baffling? I mean, I, I guess not. No, because well, I'm saying in, in reference to to Quinn, the way he coaches, and if you if you look back at last season, in terms of the the start they had last year and the struggles they had in the beginning. And then obviously they they turned it around, and then they were you know by the end of the season there they were playing really well and they were coming together, and we had talked about that last season you know as far as um, you know how how the team was evolving and the decisions Quinn was making and and obviously you know Ruff was assistant coach at the time and you know we were just going off on the team and the struggles and they, they had a lot of similar you know as far as storylines goaltending issues you know. Quinn making all these changes, adjustments real quick, not keeping the lines together, um, just the, the back and forth here. It's very similar almost like out of the gate. I, I think for me, after the Islander game, the you know, the changes that were made right away. And, and look, whatever happens, uh, you know, off the ice locker room with D'Angelo and that whole thing, and, you know, you can talk about his misconduct and the penalty and everything else. But, um, you know, we we saw this team. It, it struggled out of the gate last year. Similar type story, you know, with uh, the craziness between, you know, the way uh, Quinn handles things and changes things up. And here we are. I think we're just getting a dose of it again. Um, you know, it's the beginning of the season. I just kind of, you know, you can get kind of caught up in 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 the rage and the anger, and obviously that comes through as as passionate Ranger fans. 
and it is, it's, you know, I sit back and I was, like I said, I was watching you on Twitter and, and that's basically where me and you do a lot of our communications with fans and all that stuff. And primarily you, you've got a great, you know, back and forth and there's fans that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, see your point of view. And then I see the other fans, you know, just bashing things. And then you go to other people's timelines and you, you look at other writers and you kind of get a feel and other podcasts. Um, and it's all collectively the same thing. And as far as the outrage of the fans and what I'm trying to say now is, is this really any different than the beginning of last year outside of the fact that, okay, all the, uh, you know, and I've said it here, they've signed guys. It should be a different mindset, you know, take the COVID thing out of it and the, the bubble, the new divisions and everything else and how they're playing these games so on and so forth. But the structure, it's the same guy behind the bench. And I'm sitting back here going, he's kind of doing the same thing. This is, this is Quinn. And, you know, we're all now, like I said, maybe we're puzzled about it, we're frustrated. And I guess at, at the end of the day here, which is and I'm trying to take a, a deep breath, I was thinking about how we would go into the show tonight. It's three games. Should we write all these freaking stats down and, you know, bury this, bury that? It's three games. If it's 15, 16 games in and they're reeling, okay. But it's three games. They won one out of the three. They outplayed the other team last night. They made some m- mistakes, and the, the goals that the Devils got were just pathetic, you know, defensive lapses. Georgie Boy was off, you know. But we're kind of, if, if we're kind of used to this team a little bit, it's, it's kind of similar to last year. So how much should we really be freaking out at this point? Well, I mean, you should never be freaking out after three games. Now, the difference is that I I am seeing from last year to this year was just to go back to the Jack Johnson, Brendan Smith thing is actually what what is strange about my thinking here. What I'm looking at is I'd actually be more okay if Jack Johnson was playing ahead of Keandre. Because then it would be like last year. Because you, I'd be like, okay, look, he, he's getting the veteran in. He wants Keandre to watch or maybe or not play a lot of minutes. And uh, that's what he did last year when he was getting Brendan Smith in as a forward or Michael Haley in as a forward. And Hedo was down in the AHL and Leah Sanderson wasn't getting a lot of time. You know, now he's playing Jack Johnson ahead of Brendan Smith. So I don't really... I don't really understand the thinking there because Smith has been, like I said, sort of light years better than Jack Johnson. It's not even that I think Jack Johnson has been playing poorly, which he has. I think Brendan Smith has been playing well and deserves to be in the lineup. And he's a veteran. Like I could, again, I could look at if Quinn is looking at a rookie and saying, I don't want to put too much on him right now. So I'm going to put Jack Johnson in instead, but instead it's, does he really think right now that Jack Johnson gives his team a better chance to win than Brendan Smith? I mean, Brendan Smith has been here, so he's a better veteran on the ice because he's been here with the team. And, you know, where's the sort of loyalty there to that guy who's done everything the Rangers have asked? I mean, granted, they gave him a lot of money to come in and be a good defenseman, and he hasn't. But still, you want to play forward, I'll play forward. You want to put me back at defense, I'll play defense. And, and he's been a good soldier. So that's that's where I, I find a little bit of a difference from last year, at least defensively. 
And offensively, well, you don't KD, have... Outside of the names of the players, as far as Quinn's concerned, it's still Quinn. He did this last yeah, year. No, He's doing but it I'm again. Just, no, but he, but he was doing it to, to younger players. He was playing veterans ahead of younger players. In this scenario, he's playing a worse veteran over a better veteran. So that's that's where I and that's really the only spot where I am questioning Quinn right now. You know, everything else is you don't have the veteran guys, you know, the, again, a Brendan Smith or a Michael Haley playing forward ahead of some of the other younger forwards. Now you have a whole bunch of younger forwards. And where is Quinn? sort of putting them in the lineup. And look, he started with Kako on that on that line with Panarin after one game and it was a disaster. And he bumped and he ended up flipping Lafreniere and Kako for the next game. And there was reasoning which I thought was was perfectly valid that he thought Kako and Heedle have a little chemistry. They're very friendly and thought that Kako would be more comfortable on a line with Heedle. And guess what? He was rewarded for it. And Kako had a sick goal. He had that one-timer, which um, was just absolutely fantastic. It shows you the skill level that the kid has. And um, so I, I have no problem with Quinn waiting on Heedle and Kako to, to sort of develop you know, their game a little bit more before he puts them ahead of someone like Ryan Strom, who's getting a lot of hate, as I mentioned. But it's three games. Ryan Strom scored 60 points in 70 games last year. Quinn has not taken him off centering Panarin after three games. He's not going to do that. So... There, in that scenario, I agree with you. It's very similar to last year. He's not going to, after three games, or even before three games, drop Strom in the lineup. And and Quinn even admitted after the game that Strom has not been playing well, and he hasn't been playing well. But I think the guy has earned a bit of a leash here after a 60-point season last year. I mean, I'm not ready to drop him off of there after three games. Now, having said that, ultimately, this team is better off with down the road in the long run and in the grand scheme of, of the rebuild with Heedle taking over for Stroman, that top six. And I think the team overall is better, better as, and deeper with Stroman as your third. Heedle, if he steps up and and he's looked real good so far in the first three games as your top in your top six center and your role from there. So I think it's a little bit of both. And and I think it will work out. As you said, you know, let's see where we are in a month. And let's see where Heedle is and what what how many minutes he's getting. And let's see how many minutes Kako is getting. So I'm I'm not freaking out about, you know, everyone's going nuts. Actually, Kako against the Devils and Heedle played the most amount that they've played the season. So their time is increasing as the games are going on. So, you know, I, I agree with you on that end. I mean, it's, it's, it's how they're running this rebuild patience. JD says it all the time. And that's, that's what's happening. I just have an issue with the Jack Johnson over Brendan Smith. That <laughs> is that I don't get. And I think it, it, it has a lot to do with, with uh, Martin and, and, and JD. Well, you know, get used to Jack Johnson, and that's just it. What I want to get back to, though, is 
you know, the mind frame and you want to take it as a fan and, and also maybe the way Quinn's got to coach this team and how we've discussed if this is, if this is a rebuild, you know, and, and is, is coach is Quinn. Do you see him coaching because he feels like he's got to win these games every night? Obviously, you're on a professional sports team. That's your job to win. So just going back and forth with the, the, the whole thought process of we're in a rebuild. Yeah, we've got all this talent. How is he coaching? Is he coaching to develop players, or is he coaching because he's scared to death to lose right now? And then as a fan base, granted, we're all going to sit here just bad performing, bad hockey performances from players game in and game out, shift in, you know, shift in, shift out. Yes, we're going to sit there and go, oh, my God, that's just bad stuff, bad save, bad defense, the face-offs. You know, the power play right now is just giving me agita. Forget about it. There's so many different just basic stuff. But what's the mind frame of Quinn coaching this team? And what is the? how should we as a fan base, are we going to lose our shit every night because they lose a game, especially when a game, like you said, 50 shots on goal, you know? Or are we going to sit here and, and as a fan base and we want them to win every night? Yes, we're fans. But are, are we losing our minds because it, it is a rebuild? How do, how do we – and you see what's going on on – again, we'll use Twitter just because that's what we see or whatever. But where do we draw the line? Where are we going to find sanity in this? After game three, after all of us have just been without hockey for months, and yes, we're excited and it's great to see it and and, 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 and loving watching the team again and everything we talked about doing the show and everybody else, writers, bloggers, podcast fans, we're talking hockey now and, and you know, uh, practice pairings and everything else. But where is the sanity here? So I got to ask you, what's, Co- what's Quinn's vision here of how he's going to coach now within the quote-unquote terms of a rebuild – is he coaching to win every night? Should he be coaching that way? And or, you know, back with a fan base, how should we be watching this team? Yeah, I don't I, I think from, you know, the directives from the top that Quinn is hearing from Gorton and JD, I, I don't think wins and losses, not that they don't matter, but are, are of paramount importance right now. I still do think it's about getting these guys ready, the Heatles, the Cacos, Lafreniere's, Millers, ready for when this team, when it is about wins and losses. So, you know, it's not, this is the strategy that the Rangers, again, it happened last year. And, and as far as the forwards, this is what they're doing. So Kako and Heatle are just not going to see this time right away. And even Lafreniere, he, he as Kako and, and Hedl got more playing time in that third period against the Devils, Lafreniere's ice got cut. So it's going to happen to a lot of the, the younger players as they go on. So I think Quinn is still number one, is still developing these younger guys and, and, and getting them ready for when this team is ready to contend. And I do think that that time is next season. So I think where the fans are, I think fans are, are saying, look, we've been in this rebuild now for, you know, two, two plus years. And, you know, maybe we're getting a little antsy and, you, and you're seeing maybe a little light at the end of the tunnel here where you're saying, wow, maybe we're coming up on the end of this rebuild here. Right? You know, we we've added all these young players. 
we've got a couple of superstars on this team. You know, I feel like we're we're at the point of where we're ready to roll. And you know, I I, I get where fans can get overly excited about that and want to make it all about winning right now. Um, but I, I just don't think it's there yet. I, I don't look Quinn is always going to coach to win, but at the same time, he does have these other um, ulterior motives, I guess, to that, you know, he has to take care of or other responsibilities he has to take care of, which is getting these guys to play. And I understand that, that a lot of Ranger fans looked at Hughes last night and, and it looked like the leash was off. The reins were off and he was flying around and, you know, two goals, one assist. And, you know, why aren't we, you know, taking the reins off of Cockrell? Look, maybe Hughes deserved to have the reins off. I mean, it's not like, you know, you look, Cockrell scored the other on, night. Katie, that's great. Who, care, who cares about Hughes, right? But I think that's a great question, too, is, is, is about our guys. Why not let them run? I well, mean, I, I, well, do they do, you know, I, I haven't watched Hughes, you know, I, I don't watch him game in and game out. So I don't know what he's shown and what maybe Kako and Heedle haven't. And just because the devils are doing it one way, doesn't mean the Rangers also have to do it that way as well. JD has a way he wants to do it. I said it before and I've said it a million times. They're preaching patience with it, and that's the way they're going with it. So while the Devils are going from game one this year and in, in, in year two for Hughes, they're saying, let's go. You're our guy, and, and uh, you know, we're, we're taking off the training wheels. You know, with Kako, they're, they're being a little slow. But having said that, it's only game three, and Quinn – Gave Kako and Heedle the additional time in the third period because he saw that how well they were playing. So well, news flash too, though, to everybody. I mean, you said uh, fifteen minutes time on the ice the other night. All right. So you want to look at um, uh, Kako here and uh, and Laffy? They they were fourteen minutes, so you got an extra minute. You know, if you're going to get into that in terms of the, the time and ice and in terms of where they're getting run and everything else, I mean, it's not that much time. Hughes just pounced on his opportunities. I think that's a big thing, too. I mean, like I said. The, Wait, that, what did you say? Hugh, Hughes got, had 15 minutes? 15 minutes of ice time. Yeah, so only only a minute more. So, yeah, yeah. it's not even. Yeah, so that that's a great point. I didn't even look at that. So, yeah, he did, didn't even really play that much more than those two. And he had he took like I said he took advantage of his his opportunities I think yeah, and that's not Quinn that's not Quinn's fault no exactly <laughs> you know that Kako didn't score I mean Kako had a great game so did Black you know him and Heedle where you know if you looked at their fancy stats or their analytics they had a hell of a game you know sometimes you score and sometimes you run into a goalie like Blackwood who who stood on his head what do you what are you gonna do. Well, this is the question. Should everybody just chill the hell out? <laughs> yes. I mean, 47 shots on uh, on goal. Um, you know, that's, that's. I mean, you know, uh, you're going to sit here and, and go crazy as far as, um, no, 50 shots on goal. I'm sorry. Um, 
you know, the quality and all that of the stuff, burying chances. But that's been a big thing with the Rangers, too, just burying opportunities, still trying to make fancy passes on certain plays. You know, the Devils themselves, you flip it around defensively for the Rangers, you know, they kept the Devils to 28 shots. You know, one of the big things we were talking about last year, too, middle you know, the season last year, they're averaging 40 shots again. So, um, and I, 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 uh, I'll bring it up here, too, but I know the Owls, they, they played – you know, damn well against him in the shutout, obviously, in the second game. So, look, you can chalk this game up last night to, hey, you, what, what you said earlier. You know, 50 shots on goal, a couple of bad bounces, you know. Uh, it sucks yeah, to see and the, Jordan and get pulled I'm out be and honest. Jesse comes in. But that's, you know, it's just a, it's a, you know, they're just dealing with that game. So, you know, last night, too, like I said, when you have all that offense, and whether it's quality or not, but you're still putting the rubber on the, on the other, you know, Blackwood just played great. You know, Quinn's just, again, this is what I was asking about. Is he coaching to win that game last night? Is he making the changes? What are they do, adjusting? You know, and this is going to be something where all of us here after game three, are we going to lose our minds, you know, um, about Quinn either trying to win or how he's trying to move guys around? And, again, what I was trying to say earlier, um, this guy didn't – he did the same thing last year. Yeah, and he was playing. Actually, he was doing both against the Devils. He's playing to win because he increased the ice time for the two of the better players in the game, and Kako and Hedl. And at the same time, he's developing them because there are two two of our younger players on the team. So actually, he was doing a hell of a job. He was doing both. But let's fire him after the game. I, I just don't. I don't get it. Like I, you know, and I, again, I stick up for the guy a lot, and and there's definitely plenty to criticize as far as some of his in-game decisions and not being able to match up well and, and those kind of things. And, and those are all valid, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, look, here's I, I a think he's doing thing. a great job. Yeah. Well, here's like, here's the thing for me, right? Or he, he doesn't deserve the criticism that he gets. But yeah, we're just, I mean, I, you know, again, I talk about Strom. I mean, I, I tweeted this out. I mean, Strom had 50% on faceoffs. He had three shots on goal. He had that sweet, cross ice pass to, to Zabinijad who completely shanked it. And Zabinijad, him and you, you mentioned it, you know, we had 50 shots, but our shooting was off. Zabinijad's shot was off big time. And so was Kreider's and they yep. both scored. I mean, Zabinijad actually shanked his goal. If you saw it, yep. it was like a change up. He really, he didn't get good wood on it. He just happened to find the top corner and Kreider, his goal, he was passing the puck and it went in. So those guys, you know, they're, to me, more – those are the guys you're leaning on, you know, to score. And and, and they really – and unfortunately, Zipinishak got hurt at the end of the game. Um, it looks like he's going to play on Friday. But, you know, that's where I think the game was lost is our shooting was, was – oh, I mean, Kreider was missing the net. He was hitting the pipe. So, you know, they may have had a lot of shots taken, but, you know, they weren't high quality as far as – you know, picking corners and, and picking their spots. You know, my thing with, you know, Quinn after game one is, I, I'm look, I'm old school. I've always felt like you, you got to keep lines together. You know, let them, pay, let them play six, seven, eight, nine, ten games together. Get a rhythm, get a flow. That's how you develop timing. Um, guys know where to go and, and run their spots. You know, find each other. Um, obviously, like I said, you bring up Panarin and Strom here and a couple of guys who play with each other, you know, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the mixing Laffey in here and, and finding a spot for Capo. Um, but, you know, that that flip and that change over the first game, 
you know, I'm like, oh, he's, do- he's doing it again, you know. But again, like I said, we shouldn't be surprised because this is what Quinn does. So that's me. I'm old school. I would wish he would keep these, the top six guys, um, the top two or three lines, just keep them together for a while. Just let them run. Yeah. And then, if, like I said, if something happens, injury. But I don't, I don't see how after a game or two games you can turn around and say, ah, his mechanics aren't there, he's, he's, he's not making the effort, he's not trying. You know, you're going to sit down there. How many chances did he get? How many chances did he bury? So if you summarize the Rangers' first three games here, right? Okay, chalk up, game one. They weren't ready. They weren't prepared. And I, and I definitely think that's back on the coaching staff, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the way they, they, they played against the Islanders in the first game. Look, the, the, the second follow-up game against the Islanders, they were fantastic. They just played an incredibly well-rounded game. They, uh, you know, they... You got, see, I, I, not to cut you off, you got to give an assist to Clutterbuck there for the little friendly fire <laughs> before the game where he knocks Barlamov out. Because, I mean, that was a big play. I mean, that's a, a big incident to happen before the game where you got Sorokin now. This kid who's never played in NHL, they're like, Oh, by the way, now you got to play. Oh, come on. He's played in the KHL. He's played against some of the best uh, well, players uh, in Europe and Russia. That's a big difference. On. It was a, and, and you get, look, no, but you the give team, the range. But the, but the team played well is what I'm trying to say. No, they did. I, and know, then I'm you joking. go to the devil game. And, you know, like I said, they put 50 shots on goal. And they just didn't bury the chances. You know, they, they could have maybe had about, you know. They could have. They just didn't go in, and that you know we're all hockey fans. It just happens. You brought it up in the beginning of the show. Blackwood just stood on his head, and they didn't bury their chances, and it didn't happen. So if you're going to take the three games, say all right, chalk up the first game. They weren't prepared. Boom! They came back. They made the adjustments. Quinn made all the changes. They played a solid game. He kept the same lineup. He comes back with Georgiev, and it was a, just a different mix, a different bowl of soup. They came out, you know, on, on the on the shitty end of it, obviously, and now. We got to look ahead to back to back against Pittsburgh here. So I'm just like I said, I wanted to come into tonight and try and be somewhat sane about the whole thing, you know. And I'm just kind of curious in terms of like, you know, can can Ranger fans do that? Can we do that? You know, uh, one game at a time here. Definitely gonna you know jump on them for a play on ice. There's no doubt about it. But I think, like I said, the guy we got behind the bench, you know, we should be used to this. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't know where where people thought things were going to be different. I mean, you know, Strom is and, – and I keep mentioning Strom because the two main focus – well, I should say three because Jack Johnson, but the three main focuses are Quinn, Strom, and Jack Johnson. I mean, look, every year there's a whipping boy, you know, Ranger Nation always – I shouldn't say everybody, but, you know, the, it seems to be more of the analytics side – of the Ranger fan base always finds the one guy, you know, whose course he is a little bit less than everybody else's and just jumps on him. Um, and, and, and look, Strom's the guy and they all, everybody wants And Look, I'm one of them. I want Hedl to be playing ahead of Strom. I, I think that this team is, is, will be infinitely better down the road with him there. And again, I don't think Strom will, will be around once this team is contending. So, you know, for the betterment of this team going forward, Heedle needs to be in the top six. Um, but having said that, I, I think, I, you know, when sometimes this fan base just focuses in on one guy and every little, like, mistake is, like, the biggest deal, 
know, out there. Meanwhile, everybody's making mistakes. I like I pointed out. I mean, I don't think Zabinishad had a particularly good game. I don't think Kreider had a particularly good game. Well, there you nail um, it, and I think that's that's a big part of the deflection of uh, the anger or the angst, right? So you're talking about you know our our big guys. Let's talk about them. Uh, you know, Mika and Kreider here, and and, and Truba. Truba was yeah, exactly. Truba has not been good to start this season. He yeah. was terrible in the first game with Miller. Um, you know, he's supposed to be the veteran guy out there helping out the young rookie in his first game, and he looked like the rookie. You know, the second game he was he was paired up with Lingren. It was much better, and then he went back. He was he was terrible against the Devils. He had turnovers, um, just out of position. I just didn't like his game. And actually, amazingly enough, if you looked at his, and I keep bringing up analytics, but if you looked at his analytics, actually he said he had a really good game, which shows you, you know, all you need to know sometimes about analytics. And I do enjoy them, but sometimes they're they're a little off. You know, he's got to be better. I mean, for a guy we're spending, you know, we're paying all this money for, you know, after, he, you know, his struggles last year, maybe you could chalk it up to his, you know, the guys he was partnered with, you know, and and you were hoping he would get off to a a, a better start this year, and man, it really disappointing. I I'm more concerned about what I'm seeing from him than I am for Ryan Strom because Ryan Strom again is not a guy I'm counting on in the future to be helping this team win a Stanley Cup. Truba is, so Kreider is, Zabinijad is, you know, like I I'm more focused on you know you know where where are these guys at. You know, after those two games, they're the guys who aren't stepping up strong, whatever, you know, but, you know, and he's not playing well. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I, I don't think you could just look at Strom. If you're going to, you know, be looking at everything that's going, you got you got to look across the across the board there because there was plenty of guys, you know, our top guys that are supposed to be leading the way right now while our young guys are, are developing, you know, who through three games. You know, other than Panarin, actually, and 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 Butchnevich, my breakout guy, Paul, he's the guy who said he was going to have a breakout year. You know, the the scoring just you know hasn't materialized from our top guys yet. But again, I'm not worried about it. I mean, Zabinijad is still going to have a great year, and so is Kreider. But you know, if we're if we're going to lose our minds, you know, over you know individual players, you know, there's a couple of guys to look at, not just Strom. Yeah, and I just wonder. I always think about the other side of it too. If you, if your guys are like you know Panarin or Kreider or um, Zabinajad and even Truba, if um, depending on how your your line mate or your partner is going to perform, you're going to turn around and you're going to find out you're getting tapped on the shoulder, go out with somebody else. And I wonder how the, the consistency breaks down for those guys too, as far as how that maybe affects them in terms of uh, again developing a rhythm, you know. So, I mean, this is the, the crazy stuff banging our heads on the wall here. I mean, game three, this is the rebuild. So, even if it's game three, it's it's season two or it's season three of this rebuild, right? Post post an interrupt, interrupted season of COVID, right? And a whole new, you know, play here. But if we get down to guys in terms of, uh, you know, where they're playing, what their role is on this team, the veteran guys or the big money guys or stars on this team – and then they got to look to the right or the left of them, and every couple of shifts it's changing. Or every you know, in three games it's 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 already been a um, you know, a merry-go-round already. And then you take the the Angelo whole situation here too. That's that wasn't supposed to happen. 
That's not supposed to happen. He's he's part of the top main guys on this team. You know? He's he's supposed to be a a, a big input as far as the success of this team, Tony D'Angelo. And here he is, and he has he's missed two. He's a healthy scratch in, in two of the three games. And that's messing things up too. I don't care what anybody says. And you know how that's being handled. What's your take on the D'Angelo situation? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like the move, at least initially after the game. And, you know, I don't want to get into his whole, like, social media, like, insanity. But No, forget, but, yeah, forget about all that. I'm just no, talking no, no, about no, him, but him I, being a but part I, I, of this team. He's a top-paid player. He's a main part of this this organization, this team. And he's, but he's, I, No, I, I th- and I'm just going back to the, the point of where, where Quinn is at with it. I think that there have been issues in the past with, with his maturity. And, you know, you're, you're starting off this new year. He's just got a new contract. He's a, you know, a veteran player on this team. He's still young, but he's a veteran player on this young team. Again, you, you, you've had some maturity issues with him. And in the first game, he's getting a, you know, an additional two for slamming the door and being undisciplined. And if we know Quinn from over the last couple of years, when he sits a player or demotes a player or cuts their ice time, it usually has to do with either A, a perceived lack of effort, or B, being undisciplined. And that's what happened as far as D'Angelo goes. So, you know, I saw the next day he was with the taxi squad, and, and I was like, oh, that's a good message to send. Hey, we're not going to tolerate here that I think that's a good message to send to a lot of the younger guys on the team that that type of thing will not be tolerated. Great. You know, then then the game came, and I, I was mildly surprised to see that that he was a healthy scratch. But look, you know, Quinn is trying to send this message, and I'm okay with it. It's game two of the season. So I, I, I can live with it. Okay, but you um, can live with it. You're okay with it. But you got to admit, it throws a wrench into their – Of course. Their of thing, course, but I, their parents. But I think – yeah, for now, in, in game two, in game three. But I think big picture, I think sending that message is better. You know, it's better to send that message now. And I think in the long run, it's going to be more beneficial than, well, I have to keep the pairs together. Um, you know, I agree. I think you're making a good point with the chemistry. And, and it is an issue with Quinn you know, I have more more of an issue with him jumbling things mid-game where it's just like, you know, he's picking names out of a hat if things start going wrong in-game. I don't mind him between-game making adjustments um, every once in a while. And that's always been – I remember we, we criticized Tortorella for that. We criticized AV for that. I think coaches do that. I don't think this is necessarily like a Quinn issue. I think a lot of coaches do that, but – uh, but to go back to the main point, as far as D'Angelo goes, I, I think the message at that point to the team that I'm not going to tolerate that was more important than chemistry, you know, with, in game two. So, unfortunately, I don't want to say unfortunately, the team had one of the most complete efforts in game two under the Quinn regime. So now what do you do? You know, you don't want to, you know, it, you want to sort of uh, reward the guys who were in there 
and not mess with what was going on. So, you know, I can see where Quinn was coming from sitting him again because look how good the team played without him. And I don't necessarily think it was, it was because he wasn't in there. It's just they played just as complete of a game as you can ask for in game two. So I'm, I have always been and always will be a person who says you do not change the lineup after a win. You don't do it. You don't mess with it, and you ride it out. Now, if the Rangers would have, again, you know, 50 shots on goal, if, if Blackwood isn't playing the way he did or Kreider and Sabinich had to shoot a little better and the Rangers win again, you know, then, you know, then you get a little dicey there because yet are you healthy scratching the ends over a third straight game? You know, if you go by what I, I say, I don't know how you how you mess with now two wins in a row and, and, a, and a bit of a winning streak. But, you know, we don't have to deal with that now. And D'Angelo, you know, he wouldn't commit to it today, but he'll be back in on Friday. Um, and, and, and hopefully we can. I agree. I think ultimately you need to have some cohesiveness and and some chemistry with the defensive pairings and the lines and whatnot. So hopefully, you know, after maybe we get through the first 10 games or so of the season, Quinn gets a better idea of what he's dealing with this year, who's playing well, who's not, who do I have to put in this position, who not. And and you go from there, which is why you, you know, I, I refuse to lose my mind after three games. There's just there's just too much going on. No training camp or barely any training camp. No exit. No preseason games. It's going to take a little while. Sure, other teams are doing well, and and you know, look, some teams are are, are going to come off with a hot start. But you know, we are where we are as far as in a rebuild, and and it's going to take maybe a little bit longer for Quinn to see what he wants to do. I hear you, pal. And you know what? Listening to you speak, another thing that you should take your time with <laughs> and also takes a little cohesiveness and chemistry is when you're grooming yourself as a guy downstairs. Okay. Man, your se- your segues into the into these uh manscaped uh, ads are, are phenomenal. And that brings us to our sponsorship segment here on Go Rangers Radio. Support for Go Rangers Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, KD. All right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, downstairs, you know, you got to take care of yourself, you know, just for yourself, for hygiene, and for your, your lady friend, your partner, whatever. Just But you want to you keep yourself clean. And that's why Manscaped has, has redesigned the electric trimmer, okay? The Manscaped the engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. And KD, me and you, we got the kits, man. And you know, I went to town the other day at Climsa. It's great stuff, man. It's a third generation trimmer. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. And you don't want to have accidents like the Rangers are having some accidents defensively out there on the ice. When I tell you this, buddy, it's premium stuff. The battery will last you up to ninety minutes, so you can take a longer shave. And man, if you're taking ninety minutes, taking care of you downstairs, I don't know, you might have some issues. But anyway, if you need to. Manscaped has the battery for you. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, primarily where you want to do this stuff, guys. One of the coolest features is the LED light, KD, which illuminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with Quiet Stroke technology. Quiet Stroke, KD. Get that? Quiet Stroke technology. 
And let's not forget about the charging stand. <laughs> you can show your mower, show your mower off loud and proud, and it is a beautiful uh, charging station. It's very sleek. It's very good stuff because the intelligently designed stand is convenient. It's a charging dock, and it's powered by a USB. If you guys are listening to us now, you guys want to experience this stuff firsthand for yourself. So let's get that bush to tush clean. And for all you Go Rangers radio listeners out there, go to manscaped.com and you get 20% off your purchases and free shipping. All you got to do is put in Go Rangers Go. That's the code for when you check out. And here at Go Rangers Radio and on behalf of Manscaped, we want to make sure that your testes are their besties. That's Once again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code Go Rangers Go at manscaped.com, KD. Take care. Of yourself, I love I love I love hearing you say the quiet the quiet stroke. It sa- it sounded like, it sounds like what I was doing when I was sixteen, and I didn't want my parents to hear what I was doing in my room. <laughs> my goodness! Oh, you know, you talk about the LED light. You know, I sort of panned it on a couple of your reads, but when I used it, you know what? It was helpful. <laughs> it is helpful. I saw I got a better I had a better idea what I was doing down there. I could actually see what I was doing. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, no nicks. I had no nicks on the uh on the testes. So yeah. The first uh test drive was, was pretty good. <laughs> good stuff. And go to my I, d- I did I did tweet out that I was gonna send out a picture the oh, other day dude, when I was drinking watching the game. I did threaten to, to send out the results. Of the first test drive, but luckily I passed out on the couch yeah. and I didn't get a chance don't to send go that Jared, out. Don't go Jared Porter on us, buddy. I was just going to say, we all we all know what happens when we send those picks out, so I'm, I'm glad I passed out. Oh, man, that's good stuff. Once again, go to manscaped.com, use the code GORANGERSGO at the checkout, and get 20% off and free shipping, free shipping your balls. will thank you. Now. Our other sponsor, which I unfortunately forgot last week, and that's our friends at Hewlett House of Tires. Um, they got a special offer for our listeners. So if you're in the Nassau County, we're here on Long Island. If you're based in Nassau County, um, just go to Hewlett uh, House of Tires. That's on Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, New York. Uh, you can also check out HewlettHouseOfTires.com and uh, give them a call, 516-593-2200, and you get a free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off Tire alignment, all you got to do is mention the podcast. Just go in there and say, KD and Paulie sent you, Go Rangers Radio. And again, you get a special offer for any Go Rangers Radio fan. Listeners, you get free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. Again, just mention KD and Paulie, Go Rangers Radio. You get that discount. Again, they're based uh, in Hewlett in Nearsville County, uh, Five Towns there, 1740 Rockaway Avenue, Hewlett, New York, HewlettHouseOfTires.com. Uh, just tell Kirk, I said, hi, I've been going there for years. The guys are great. Take care of all my stuff, all my, uh, my truck and everything else. So, uh, they're a bunch of good guys and we appreciate them also supporting us here at go Rangers radio. So there you go. Tires. Yeah. They, they, and balls, they buddy. support us. They, they support <laughs> us. And then you forgot to do the ad read last week on those guys. I know, but I, I promote poor, them everywhere. Poor Kurt. I know. My goodness. <laughs> Oh, our, reader, our, our listener is going to go in there for the tire change. They're going to, like, screw up their car now because we missed the ad read. <laughs> Just kidding. It won't happen again. All right? I'm kidding. But manscape, yeah, have fe- to give them- manscape yourself first. Get in your car and go over there for a smooth ride. 
All right, buddy. Look, uh, with all the stuff that's going on, we're talking about Quinn here and stuff real quick. Do you think having a captain on this team right now would help the situation out a little bit? I mean, I think so. I, I we've we've discussed this previously, and and I I I like the one voice in the room, you know, and I like the one guy stepping up and and the one guy that everybody can look to and they know, you know who's in charge, who's the leader. I think sometimes when you have a team effort, a team leadership, you know, it could get a little confusing. One guy leads one way, one guy's better this way, and it's sort of confusing. And and uh, But having said that, I'm not in the Rangers locker room. They know better than I do what works for them, what doesn't work for them. So while I personally selfishly would like to see one captain and i i think that that is the way to go if if the rangers feel the best way to for this team to go forward is with a a leadership team then then i i I guess you'd have to go with it I, i i can't sit here and criticize it i'm not in the locker room i don't know who am i to say that and quinn actually you know i I uh, criticized Truba before for his play on the ice. Quinn actually pointed out that Truba was was one of the biggest reasons for the turnaround from game one to game two and uh, that he stepped up in the locker room and I guess spoke to the team that, you know, that performance was unacceptable. And obviously uh, his message resonated um, because that game effort was, again, one of the one of the more complete efforts we've we've seen from this team under Quinn. So. You know, up until this point, uh, you know, I, I guess it worked where they did have the turnaround. And, and I know Truba is a guy that, that you've sort of petitioned for to be the captain of the team. And I, I haven't been sold on it. But after I heard that from Quinn, you know, he, he actually went up a little bit in my book as far as a, a leadership quality. So but, you know, again, on myself personally, I would like to see the one captain. And, and I've I've been saying that I think it should be Kreider. I think he has the the tenure here, um, the longevity. I think he does have that fiery personality when needed. Um, and I, I think he'd be the perfect guy. But if, if the Rangers feel that they need a little bit of, of that intensity, along with some of the playfulness from Zabinijad, um, then, then I guess that's the way to go. I, you know, I, Similar to what we're saying about the play on on the ice and and criticizing certain players, you know, I think I got to, you know, you have to let it breathe a little bit more um, and and see where this team is at, you know, a month into the season and say, wow, it doesn't, you know, there's a lot of nights where the effort isn't there. And and where is the leadership of this team um, taking hold of the locker room and and making sure that they have a more consistent effort? So, you know. Right away, you, you like that Truba stepped up, and I don't know if, if others did as well, uh, but I know that Quinn pointed out specifically Truba. So, you know, as of now, I guess the, the leadership team is, is working fine. But again, I, I think ultimately you want to go with the, the one guy, the one leader, the, the one guy that the young players can look up to and, and lead this team uh, going forward into the rebuild and beyond. How about we just give the C to Foxy? Ah, that look, that, after what I after what I've seen from him on the ice, I'm sure. Absolutely, he can do whatever he wants. 
You want to take uh, – I'm not going to go there. I was going to say you don't want to take the number two down from the rafters and put him on his back and put it on his back. <laughs> I'm for it because, uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen a guy – and, again, it's only his second year, but, you know, leech-like out there. I mean, some of the moves he was making at the blue line to keep pucks in against the Devils, it was, I mean, just silky smooth out there. It's just – Unbelievable. I'd like to say I tweeted today that I'd like to see him stay on the first power play, even when D'Angelo comes back. I caught a little crap from that from, uh, you know, D'Angelo fans out there. But, um, <laughs> you know, he was you know, he knows how to move the puck. He has his vision is is second to none out there. And, and uh, you know, he's seeing things before it happens. I mean, on that uh, Zabinijak goal, he was moving one way, passed it back the other. He had the whole Devils team going one way. And the puck squirts out the other. It was amazing. I mean, what a what a play from him. And and again, if, if he has Jack Johnson playing well, I mean, just give him the Norris Trophy now. <laughs> <laughs> so I oh I, I must I, be drinking. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that Quinn. I think he's going to be a guy that if Truba isn't going to end up being the the guy that we all hope he will be. Uh, I mean, Quinn is going to have to lean on Fox here, um, you know, maybe to uh, drag around the ice uh, a Jack Johnson so he's not completely taken advantage of out there. Um, Or or maybe if if Condre Miller um, is having a a struggle, you know, put him with Fox to sort of stabilize him there where, where his mistakes won't be as magnified. So... Um, he's been absolutely tremendous. Again, a lot of a range of fans, again, going back to Quinn, will criticize Quinn because Kako isn't there yet. He's ruining him. If you're going to criticize Quinn for Kako, you have to praise him for what's going on with Fox. So, you know, I, I think ultimately the coach can obviously have a hand in, in developing a player and whatnot. But I think at the end of the day, it's on the player uh, themselves. Uh, to step up and 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 show what they're made of and, and the type of skills that that they possess, and uh, Fox is doing that right now. He's, I mean, what a steal that trade was. I mean, what did they give up to like two second round picks or something like that? I mean, the way he's playing, he sh- he should have the Rangers should have had to give up two first round picks. So I mean, great job by Gordon getting him in here, and uh, he is a guy I'm looking forward to watching for the next ten plus years in a Ranger uniform. Yeah, let Foxy be Foxy, man. I think he's going to be all right, and I think he's probably um, he's going to be a huge part of this organization. He's just so much fun to watch. He's just, uh, you know, he kind of does everything all, he does it all pretty well. So I think he's just got to stick there. Is, I mean, um, before we get to the goaltending here a little bit and just uh, a little take on, um, we got to, you know, stick to more of the positive stuff here. But uh, obviously Laffy here, uh, getting to see him play. Um, what's your take on him here in the first couple of games? Um, his game is a little, I, and I, the only time I watch him were highlights. So highlights are always, you know, he's jumping off the the screen here. His game's a little more understated than, than I figured it might be. He makes smart little plays all game long that, you know, aren't going to show up in the box score, like a, a, like a quick little pass or, um, you know, a, a nice little move with the puck. Um, Again, similar to what I was saying, you know, when you watch highlights, you jump. He hasn't jumped off 
the screen for me yet. I'm not like, whoa, look at that move. And and he's not, he hasn't come out of the gates dominating yet. Um, but again, it's three games in. You know, I don't remember the first three games for, you know, Sidney Crosby or, you know, some of the other, you know, number one picks, you know, that we've seen over the years. Obviously, Hughes struggled a bit last year. Um, and and so I, he hasn't been dominating out there. But at the same time, you, you could see it's there. Again, his game has been a little understated, but but good, but sneaky good. Um, so I, I assume it's only going to be a matter of time before, and, and you can see he's, he's feeling more and more comfortable out there as well. Um, I, I thought he looked real good in game two, uh, not as good in game three. And, and again, Quinn cut his minutes a little bit there in the, in the third period, which probably had more to do with how well Kako and Hedo were playing, but, um, you could see it's there, um, He's thinking out there. He's smart on the ice. Again, he's making those little plays that that you need to make to be successful. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to him starting to fill up the score sheet uh, real soon. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has to keep in mind uh, these guys haven't played hockey in quite a long time, as far as actual you know big games at this level. Yeah. Haven't had a proper training camp, but they, again, mm-hmm. they've 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 not been able to have gameplay for a long, long time here. So um, I've just noticed in a couple of the games, a couple of the teams, uh, now that we are three games in, I think all the teams are getting their legs here a little bit, and you're seeing um, you know, just some better hockey. I think the first couple of games, you know, you can scratch your head a little bit, and this goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, you know, how crazy we're going to get here. I think everybody's kind of stepped back here a little bit and just kind of take the whole picture in terms of how all these all these guys are playing you know all the teams in the league uh, under underneath the uh, the circumstances and everything else too. So um, we got to give these guys a little more legs. You know, guys who have more experience and playing this game for years. Um, you know, they should be the ones that are you know adjusting to this a little better. But again, uh, you know, you take a kid like Laffy too, um, who just he hasn't played. They, none of these guys have played hockey in, in a hell of a long time. Uh, I like what I'm seeing. I think, like I said, I'm only concerned that hopefully he just doesn't kind of get better. You know, I want to see Capo and Laffy up. I just want to see them getting opportunities, man. I just, you know, I mean, they're. But like you're not going to see. You're not going to see it right now because yeah, of what we were saying before with Quinn. You're just not. You have to be patient with it. I know. You just have to. But that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stop <laughs> freaking out, Paulie. I'm not Calm freaking down. out. I am not freaking out, Mister Delory. I'm saying what I would like to see. I would just like to see these guys getting more opportunities. But um, we yeah, will 100%. wait and see. Um, so, Chesty uh, has a rough start, game one. My boy Georgie Boy comes in, gave it a business there on the Twitter. He shuts the Icelanders out. Uh, he gets the nod for the Devils last night, and then uh, obviously gets struggled and he gets yanked. Um, again, Chesty and even Georgie has... Georgiev, you know, he hadn't played in 10 months, right? And I thought he did pretty well, and these kids are young. But um, your, your take here, three games, Shesty and Georgie boy are young kids between the pipes. Bring Lundquist back. Oh, come on. <laughs> Get him back. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the goaltending's been, it's been underwhelming. Uh, but like everything else we were saying, you just said it's only been three games. You know, You'd like to see Shesterkin make some of the saves uh, that he wasn't making in that first game. 
Yergiev's got to be better um, than he was in game three. Let some suspect goals in. And actually, you know, you want to give your boy Yergiev all, all the, the accolades for that shutout in game three, in game two against the Islanders. But I read somewhere that the Islanders had zero, zero high danger shots oh, in that game. Come on. So, so basically, Paulie, that's you, that's you, <laughs> no, no, no. Either you or myself could have pitched the shutout in game oh, two. So let's. Let's That's relax wrong. on That's the uh, gear Yev shutout, and, and he's taking over for uh, Shesterkin because I could have had a shutout in game two because the Islanders had zero. He stopped the bleeding after game one. He stopped the bleeding, <laughs> and then his team let him down in game two. They couldn't bury the puck, and defensively they were horrible. Start him against Pittsburgh. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> I'm going to. Thoroughly enjoy this back and forth between oh, yeah. Jesse well, and George I, I, Boy. I, I'm going to be honest. I hope it's really not going to be a back and forth like that because that means our goaltending is, is going to be. We will be begging for Lukwitz back halfway it, through the season. Was it you or somebody else tweeted a gif of, of Lundqvist sitting back at home on the couch watching, oh, yeah, watching these I guys did. play with the Rangers defense? Yeah, it was. It, it was uh, the Seinfeld gif he was saying. That's uh, a shame. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, that first game it was. I mean, it uh, was, you know, look, Shesterkin should have been better, but the defense was it was god awful in the first game. So, you know, I could just, I was just picturing in my head Lundqvist watching the game going, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've seen that before. And the big I know bad. how this story ends. Yeah, right? And the Big Bay Penguins are up. Next. All right, buddy. Let's bring this show. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Because we got to bring back the KD Man Crush of the Week. Brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> anything else you want to hit on before we uh we say goodnight to everybody here? Uh, see. No, I'm good. I think yeah. I think we hit it all. I think. Uh, yeah, we, I, I just, just uh, the moral of 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 the story of the first three games. Everyone relax. Yes. I have some good go, advice. Go, go get yourself a White Claw. Get yourself a little Jameson. Have an edible, whatever it is that relaxes you. <laughs> and uh, it's I know it's a shortened season, but it's still a long season. So everyone calm down. This isn't the year we're supposed to make any noise. Maybe we 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 catch lightning in the bottle like we were doing towards the end of last year and go on some some nice little run, but it's not about this year, everyone. We'll get there. Our young guys will be playing more minutes. I I think you know what, Paulie, that was great that you pulled out that that Hughes only played not that he only played fifteen minutes, but he only played one more minute than than Kako did the other night. And and to be honest, I I wonder if Hughes not to get off on a tangent here, but. I wonder if he wanted to come into the garden and, and, and show up Kako a little bit because, you know, I mean, no, because when, when going into the draft, you know, there were some people who thought Kako should have been drafted ahead of him. So, you know, I'm sure he got a little, uh, you know, a little happy to, to, to dig, you know, stick it to, to Kako a little bit there. So uh, I thought that that was a little interesting. I wonder if he went a little bit, a little bit harder than he might have if he was playing, you know, 
the Flyers or something. Well, you, we'll, you know, we'll leave it to you to track the Devils the rest of the season here, and you can let us yeah, know no, how thanks. he plays against the Rangers as opposed to other teams. You know, we'll see what happens. But, um, well, you know, hang in there, folks. What do we got? One, two, three, three games before we're back here next week. Two against Pitt and then one against the Sabres. So, if we lose three in an LKD, it's going to be a hell of a night here. <laughs> you know what? If they lose three in a row, I will come in here yelling that the sky is falling. <laughs> uh, so, and that'll be that'll be uh, what one, two, three, four, five. That'll be six games in. And uh, did you gonna... did you really have to count out? We played three, and there's three games coming up, and you had to count out six. Yes, because I have <laughs> a whole bunch of boxes here in front of me. That's why. <laughs> come on, buddy. I'm old. I'm all, all right. So what are we doing? You my, said, my you said Jack crush? Johnson about 17 times tonight. <laughs> mm. Well, you know what? Unfortunately, you know, he shouldn't be, but he's becoming a, a big topic of conversation with this team. He should be the seventh defenseman, and we shouldn't be talking about him. But, know. you know, now he's in there. The fans. The, and he he's, stinks. He's, he's not a fan favorite. <laughs> No, well, that's what I said. He didn't endear himself, you know, to the fans. You know, five minutes into the game, he's already taken a penalty, and and we're giving up a, a penalty kill goal, and then he gives the puck away off the lineman, and then he's on the PK, and then on the score again in the second period. We brought him here because it's supposed to be good on the PK. Anyway, let's go. Let's end this before I start getting mad. <laughs> All right, buddy, let's bring it back. With three games in, brand new season, who is Katie's Rangers man crush of the week? You know what? You're going to enjoy my man crush. My man crush is your boy, Gyrgyev. Woohoo! And the, reason, and, the, and the reason for it is I almost fell off my couch laughing during the player introductions on the opener when he's waving to the empty arena. I thought that that was absolutely amazing, and I, I was, like, crying. I was laughing so hard. Well, he was I, I thought that buddy. was just – I was just thought that was because, amazing. Because you know when, when the crowds come back, he's going to be the number one. So he's just going to look into the future. <laughs> I just loved him showing that, that – I just loved him <laughs> showing that sort of funny personality, that side of him. He just gives a big wave. I, I was dying. I saw a couple of – you know, I, I – posted something on Twitter on it and everybody was dying that they saw it and were laughing. So I, it was, it was a fun little thing. It was, it was much better than the year before when the big thing was Leah Anderson tripped over the, the stupid camera wire. So, you know, I thought that that was a much uh, more uh, appropriate way to, to start the season. Um, and, and, and I, I, he, for, for that reason, he is, he is my man crush of the week and bravo to him. Uh, for showing a little personality and creativity. That thought was great. Not for shutting out the Icelanders, but for waving to the empty crowd. Yeah, with yeah, with his zero high danger <laughs> shots on goal. Yeah, <laughs> every every shot from the red line. <laughs> oh, buddy. We're just getting started, man. Too much fun. All right, hopefully these strangers uh can turn things around here on Friday night against the Penguins. Sit in the pool. Now with Jack Johnson in the lineup. Oh, one more drink before we go. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for continuing to listening and supporting us. Thanks to Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, 20% off 
and free shipping. And make sure if you're in the Nassau County, South area, visit our friends at Hewlett House of Tires and get yourself a discount there on the tire alignment and the oil change. So, on behalf of myself, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, have a great night. And Katie, as always, I ask you to say goodnight to the folks. Good night, folks. And let's go, Rangers! <laughs>